0: Hello, my name is Marnie Herbert, and I am here with Brett Herbert to talk about dyslexia and how it was for him trying to teach me, an individual with dyslexia, how to read as a child. So how did you start to notice that I wasn't reading like other children in my class were?
1: I guess it was the most obvious when we were reading to you and other kids would be picking out words and you weren't doing that, but you also knew all these books by heart. So when we asked you like, what a sentence was, you, would, you could say the sentence, but if we pointed to a specific word, you had no idea what the word was. You'd love to be read too, but you hated, hated us trying to, to get you to sound out words or to, to spell particular words. And this was, this was really early. You were fascinated with books because of your godmother being a librarian. You had hundreds of books. And you your favorite ones you memorized very quickly. But not from a being able to read a page standpoint.
0: So in school, was there a point where my teachers or anyone started bringing up dyslexia as a possible reason for why I wasn't reading?
1: Yeah, I I think it was in second grade that your teacher picked up on the fact that you were... uh, scoring extremely high on tests where she read a question to you and you were failing miserably at tests where you were expected to read a, a, a question. And she started picking up on the fact that she thought you were having reading issues because someone in her family had just gone through that diagnosis. So once we started talking to her and they started giving you duplicate versions of tests, one orally, one written, it became really clear that you knew the information but had no idea how to read a question.
0: So take me through what the diagnosis process was for dyslexia, because I know there's not one specific test that says dyslexic or non-dyslexic. So how is that diagnosis process done?
1: Well, as you will remember, we took you for years to a specialist in Atlanta who uh, worked exclusively in this area and his, his diagnosis originally wasn't dyslexia per se, but it was an eye disorder where you were seeing things different than, than other kids which eventually led us to kind of understand that that you had a form of dyslexia. Uh, But Dr. Cook, I think was his name, was specializing more in trying to train your eyes and how to see things correctly. But I, I had this vision in my head at the time that dyslexia just meant you saw a word and it was backwards in your head. And it took a long time to understand that that's not really what dyslexia is, that you were seeing letters that might be out of place or the letters might be moving up and down, uh, might be vibrating. Uh, Those kind of things had never crossed my mind as being signs of dyslexia. So it took specialists to explain that process to us. And you went through years of therapy in Atlanta, to to try to train your eyes on how to, to read more clearly.
0: I remember those therapy sessions and hating to have to go. And my particular dyslexia, my biggest thing and still is, my letters will be 3D. And so I will see it on a page and it will be floating about an inch above the page as well. And that was just kind of trippy to look at trying to learn to read so once i had the diagnosis were there any tricks that they told y'all about how to possibly help me read even though what i was seeing was not what you were seeing when we were both looking at the same page
1: well to be completely honest that that was one of the most frustrating things about the whole deal i i didn't know how to teach you anything we could work on reading or spelling for hours and come back to it 30 minutes later and you had no idea what we had just done. And I got incredibly frustrated. Um, And and that's when we found another tutor that her specialty was teaching non-readers how to read. Uh, Kids that had grown up either faking it or failing in, in classes because they couldn't read, uh, she would take these students that were several grade levels behind where they were supposed to be and teach them from from the beginning a, a new way to, to learn to read. And again, just like Dr. Cook's therapy sessions, these tutoring sessions were intense a couple of times a week. Uh, very challenging for you uh, very frustrating for us uh, and it it seemed like a long time before any anything started clicking but eventually uh, you started making progress and it once you started understanding and and beginning to read mm-hmm. you, you you really advanced fairly quickly, but getting to the part that there was any improvement took. A long time
0: yes for anyone who never has gone through the trying to learn to read when you can't read these learning sessions and tutoring sessions were almost like physical therapy to someone who's had an injury because it was hard it was uncomfortable and very just tooth-pulling experience Was there anything that you have since learned about dyslexia that since i've learned to read has given you a greater understanding of what it was like for me as a child or is dyslexia still kind of a mystery disorder
1: i think there's still things we don't fully understand but in recent years there have been some fantastic documentaries about what it's like to be dyslexic it's come out that so many super successful people super creative people have dyslexia it's part of what makes them view the world in a different way and be able to come up with new uh, business ideas new technologies new art Um, so it i I think some of the stigma about dyslexia being an indication that somebody was mentally not as bright have been completely dispelled and the, the fact that you're learning that so many people in, in all these different fields are uh, using dyslexia to their advantage to fuel cre- uh, creativity and a different way of approaching problems ha- has been interesting to learn.
0: It really has. Well, thank you for participating in this podcast, and this is the end.